You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, Chicago. Welcome to Fully Alive, the radio program and podcast of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm Dawn Fitzpatrick from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. And my co-host this morning, I introduced to you last month, is my co-worker Blanca Rodriguez, also from the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity. We both work in Respect Life and Chastity Education. Welcome, Blanca. Hi, good morning, everyone. And here it is. We're in December. Gosh, time is just ticking away. Um, it's it's hard to believe. I felt like I feel like it's still August. What about you, Blanca? Yes, except for the weather. Except it's really for the weather, outside. it feels like August. <laughs> <laughs> it's just time. Time just speeds on by us. So, um, so this morning we are going to do a little bit more with something that Ray and I have spent a lot of time with with our listeners, and that's talking about the beautiful works of St. John Paul II, specifically his work in Theology of the Body. So Blanca, you went to Theology of the Body Institute back in October and had an incredible experience, right? Correct, yes, it was amazing. It was amazing. And you actually uh, unexpectedly got to spend the week with Christopher West because um, Bill Donahue, who's also a phenomenal instructor, was um, ill, but, you know, it was a blessing to have Christopher West, um, and we're going to have him here in April, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, anyway, you, you have suggested that this morning we talk with two of your classmates from that um, experience, and the first one is actually a priest of the Archdiocese. Um, his name is Father Charlie Plavanich, and he is from St. Leonard's. So welcome, Father Charlie. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. It still feels like it's November, but, you know, we're getting close to Christmas here. <laughs> well, that's what I said. To me, time, you know, just flies, so it's still August, but it's just cold. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so um, so you went to Pennsylvania and actually met Blanca in there, right? So that was kind of a great experience. Yes, a number of us from St. Leonard went there and were able to 
it was nice for us to be together. It was five of us. Oh. So we had we had a good group. Yeah, a really good group of people. It was so, nice. So five of you went from St. Leonard's or? Yeah, because we had uh, a man and a woman, married couple, and then Jose Carlos, who uh-huh. will be talking next, and well, Blanca, yes, and then me. Yes. That's just so sent by our Yes, that's it's so incredible, incredible to have a pastor that believes so much in in this beautiful work that he would send five of you. That's just phenomenal. I know Father Bobby, the pastor there. Um, he's he is he is a theology of the body guy, which is uh, what kind of <laughs> what I call people that get into the topic. So it's uh it's very cool. Um, so so tell us a little bit about um, what that was like for you. Well, you know, we heard about theology of the body in seminary, mm-hmm. but not to this extent ever. Okay. I would say that in the college seminary, we had priests who, who taught it, um, who knew it well, but <clears throat> we didn't have a class in it. We just had might some, we might have some formation sessions mm-hmm. that dealt with theology of the body. Uh, and that was great, but there were only snippets. They weren't the full thing. Mm-hmm. And we had seminarians, again, who were really into theology of the body. And I hadn't grown up with that. I hadn't grown up learning that. But there were guys who really had their conversion stories through theology of the body. I think it was very important for my pastor. It was very important for a number of other guys that I met in seminary. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really cool. But I had never, since I went in October, I had never um, learned it that in depth. Uh, Okay. It was wonderful. And then passion of Christopher West as well. Sure. Well, and that's certainly the way to learn it in depth because you spend a week immersed in it. Um, the whole time you're there, that's what it's all about. Uh, and it's a retreat experience as well. Um, I've been up out there, I don't know, 10, 12 times. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things that you, you just love to do. And, uh, and you learn so much about theology of the body. And there's so many different things, different things it touches in our faith. Um, it's a total, yeah. it's, it's a beautiful lens through which to look at uh, the gospel and, and, uh, our faith, um, as we've often said when, when we've talked about this. Ray, Ray and I, um, f- also from our office, did a, I, th- I think it was like a four-month um, look at it on this on this program um, back in 20, 2019, I think. So um, good stuff. But all right, so why don't we like just delve into a couple of things you wanted to talk about. Um, I think one of the things that you have observed just – whether you observed this before you went there or whether you've observed it since, is that there seems to be a war between the sexes here in our culture. Um, so why don't you yeah. jump, jump into that a little bit? Tell us what, what you're thinking on that, how theology of the body can explain what's going on there. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's that argument that comes up that there's a war between the sexes, and that seems to be what um, some are trying to achieve, a war between the sexes. Mm-hmm. But as someone famously said, uh, there can be no war between the sexes because everyone's in bed with the enemy. So, <laughs> so okay. it'd, be, it'd be very tough because we're all on the other side. Uh, and it's it's weird because although that is a purpose or that is a, a desire for others to do, um, to have us be fighting, and it, 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 it does work to a large extent, still we're meant to be united. Um, so it's never going to fully work. It will just cause further problems. We're meant to be a team. Sure. Uh, I remember when I was in, when I was in, uh, I went to Loyola when I was there. One of my teachers in my metaphysics class, uh, we were reading a book, The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir, Jean Paul Sartre's uh, girlfriend. 
And that book is her describing why the female is the second sex, because in the scriptures, for example, she is created second. She comes from Adam. She comes from Adam's rib. And she was saying how that's sexist and how women are, are seen as lesser than men, which is not true. But at, at the time, I raised my hand in class and I said, oh, okay. So Eve is less than Adam because she comes from a, his rib, but Adam comes from the dirt. So if anything, <laughs> that's a really if good anything, point. he's lesser. Yeah. Right? He just comes from ground, the dirt. At least she comes from another human being, someone made in the image and likeness of God. So the scripture is not saying e that either one is better, but that we're meant to be together and united. And yes. I've preached about this and, and thought about this. It, it would be much better for all of us if we would try to work together, men and women, not to, to step on others to try to get higher but to work together as sure. a team. Well, and you know, and when you delve into theology of the body, I think one of the things that, that becomes apparent, actually right in the beginning, as, as, as um, John Paul II is discussing the creation stories, is he, he explains that Eve was created out of Adam's rib, and that's a really important point. He, she wasn't created from his head, she wasn't created from his feet, mm -hmm. but she was created from his side, which makes them equal. <laughs> Um, and that's obviously something that's been misconstrued over the centuries and uh, thousands and thousands of years. Women are um, maybe physically uh, less strong. That doesn't make them weaker or less important. Um, it's just a, a complementary thing. And so there's a definitely a complementarity that God intended that women and men would be equal, but different and need each other. And that's a, a really important point. So to have a war with the sexes to say one's better than the other or one doesn't need the other is a real misunderstanding of our anthropology. Yeah, we need each other. And and okay, women are physically weaker than men. That That's a controversial thing to say now. Sure. And it, it shouldn't be nope. hilariously controversial, but it's just true. But I understand some of the reasons why people wouldn't like that because they can look at men um, pushing women down. And yeah, there are examples of that, of course, but there are also examples of men lifting women up because the man's job is to protect the woman. And if she is physically weaker, he is to protect her. As John Paul II said, mm -hmm. the task that God, uh, or let's see, the dignity of woman God assigns is a task to every man. Yes. And also the dignity of every man, he assigns his task to every woman. So we're, we're together, we bring each other closer to God. That's kind of the intention. Um, and, and that there's a lot of misunderstanding of that, obviously. So, you know. And honestly, also with um, the theology of the body and St. John Paul II, Father Charlie always laughs every time I say this because this is like the only, well, I remember a lot from TLB, but this is the biggest point that I remember. It's just the idea of women being a piece of heaven on earth. And just how Christopher West repeating that throughout our talk. So every time Father Charlie's like, what did you learn today? And I would just say the same thing. He's like, okay, well, that was yesterday. It <laughs> <laughs> shows the value and the beauty of women and how we really are seen as beautiful and very important, right? And like Father Charlie said, sometimes, I mean, we're equal to men, but sometimes we're seen in our faith even as more valuable. And it's so sad that our faith and in our, in our culture nowadays, they think that our church is oppressing women when in reality we're trying to show how we can uplift women right um and i know father charlie that's another thing that 
you speak very passionately about just being able to embrace the feminine genius. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit more about what you mean when you talk about that. Well, the fact of woman being receptive and by her very body and her soul, that it's, it's obvious that her, mm, her task or her, the way she's designed is to receive. This is a beautiful thing. Obviously the way she receives the man and that life happens within her womb. And then she nurtures that life for nine months, nine months. It's a long time. She's sacrificing her body for her child. And then when her baby is born, then she offers her very body, her breast to, to breastfeed, to, to milk her baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, the baby is much more dependent on, on the mother than the father. And was the job of the second said that man owes a certain debt to woman for bearing life within her. Mm -hmm. uh, she takes a lot of the burden there and there's nothing, I'm not saying there's nothing there about injustice or unfairness. <laughs> it's right. just the way our body, and God would not design our bodies in an unjust way. It, sure. it, it is not a tit for tat. It's that she sacrifices her life. The man also must sacrifice his life for his spouse and his children. His sure. Well, and, um, and, and also I think it's, it, the more you delve into theology of the body, you, you can actually take a look at our, our blessed mother and see that, I mean, her role is one all of us as women should emulate. She was completely receptive to God's plan. And she was actually chosen by God to be the God bearer, which, um, you know, she didn't, he didn't choose a man to bring uh, God into the earth. And he, she didn't, he yeah. didn't just choose to boom, there he is, you know, instead, he actually chose a woman to, to bear a child that was God. Um, so that's, that's an important point. I think that makes women pretty important. I don't know about you, but <laughs> uh, yeah, they, and they say that, um, okay, if, if you look at scriptures and you think that a, a man is seen as better than woman, well, all of us come from a woman, don't we? Right. We were in the womb of a woman for nine months. I know that, uh, Alice von Hildebrand's book, The Privilege of Being a Woman, mm -hmm. she speaks about the different, the two main ways that women are seen throughout history whereas they're either denigrated as lower than men or viewed as being privileged. And she says that that difference comes about, they would be seen as lower when there is a more secularist uh, view of the world. Mm -hmm. But when there is a supernatural view of the world, then woman is seen as privileged. So sure. I think she's saying we should have that more supernatural view because women truly are privileged. Right. Okay. Well, with that in mind, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will unpack this a little bit further. Okay. I heard mercy call my name. the sun away. Amen. Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives. Amen. Amen. Let my soul join the world and never end. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, every fear is gone. Do you have an old bicycle that's not being used? consider donating it to Catholic Charities Veterans Bike Project of Lake County. Skilled volunteers are refurbishing bicycles to make them safe and ready to be used by veterans to get to and from their new places of work. 
We also gratefully accept financial contributions that are used to purchase bike helmets and other safety accessories. Our veterans have faithfully served the United States, and now it is our privilege to serve them. For more information on the Veterans Bike Project of Lake County, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Catholic education offers something other schools don't. When you walk through that door, you are amongst friends. I can confidently say that I look up to everybody at HT, staff, students. There's just something that you can admire in every person here. We treat everyone here with the same kind of respect that we would hope that exists in our families. Our curriculum is very rigorous, and we hope to match the academic rigor with our level of academic support. They help us prepare for college. They talk to us about our future and what we want to do. I think it instills a sense of community, which makes me more confident in my work. Through the teachers, through our counselors, through all of our administrators, we are educating not just the mind, but also the heart. I think that distinguishes us from other types of schools. Catholic high schools provide high-quality, faith-based education. The journey begins by taking your entrance exam. Register online at the Catholic high school you wish to attend. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. I believe I overcome by the power of his blood. Amen. Amen. I'm alive, I'm alive because he lives. Amen. Amen. Welcome back to Fully Alive the radio program of the Office of Human Dignity and Solidarity at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Your hosts today are myself, Dawn Fitzpatrick, and Blanca Rodriguez, both from Respect Life Ministries. And we are talking with Father Charlie Plavanich from St. Leonard's about uh, the, the differences between men and women as seen through the lens of theology of the body. Um, and so we were, we were just talking about actually how... Um, how, how women have a very important role. And one thing that we didn't say, although we did refer to it, is that John Paul II actually talks about feminine genius, um, which basically refers to um, the way he made women and what makes a woman unique and different and special. Um, so why don't we go ahead there and let's talk a little bit, Father Charlie, about some things we can do to make relations better between men and women. 
Yeah, well, one thing is that we shouldn't be imitating, for example, women shouldn't just be imitating men and men shouldn't just be imitating women. We can learn from each other for sure. Oh my gosh. And we need to have an integration of femininity and masculinity within us mm -hmm. and grow in that journey. But what I see a lot now is that there is a, a push for women to just imitate men. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's just to imitate bad men, what bad men have done. Sure. And that's not going to fix anything. It'll only make it worse. I see how they, especially you see this with movies now, they're just taking men out of those roles mm -hmm. and replacing them with women. And the thing is, those action movies that they're that they're replacing them in, they're highlighting masculine virtues or masculine masculine strength at least um, to an extreme. To just take men out and replace women is not fair for women or for men. Um, now it's 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 showing that it's saying, oh, well, women don't have an important role. All they can do is imitate men, and that's it. But that's not true. Women have their own story and their own unique gifts mm -hmm. that should be highlighted. And it should be highlighted in literature, should be highlighted in film, should be highlighted in our culture, which obviously film and arts, those are a huge part of our culture that show you. Uh, when I when I listened to Tuesdays with Timory, mm -hmm. I, I listened to that show and she was speaking on this um, maybe a month ago. And that was helping me to say, oh, okay, this is, I'm not the only one who thinks this, but there is someone else who, who has, who can explain this probably better than I can. <laughs> so well, you sure. can listen to her show. Uh, and she's on Relevant Radio, she, uh, incidentally. Um, yeah. So anyway, so taking, just taking a look at that and, and unpacking that a little bit, um, our culture does seem to value masculine traits and, and what they seem to be saying is women should have those masculine traits, which, um, yeah. I think John Paul II highlights in theology of the body that feminine traits have their own genius and are super important. Mm. Um, and if, one of the things that I've noticed just being in the respect life field is that women are often told it's impossible for you to be a mother and have a career and grow in life. It's impossible. Um, so that really puts women down. But this is what women themselves are thinking and, and actually uh, thinking that they shouldn't have children. They should wait to have children. They should... Um, if they find themselves in an unplanned pregnancy, it's going to hold them back, so they better get rid of it. I mean, I mean this, is, this is what's happened in our culture as a result of that dialogue and that rhetoric. Um, and, and it's unfortunate because we've, it's, it's, it's actually a result of what John Paul II calls spiritual amnesia. And that is understanding why we were created in the first place and what God's plan for us was. Um, so it's, it's very, I mean, I, I find it just fascinating and I could ponder all day those words from John Paul II and understanding, you know, what, what did God really mean when he created us male and female? And there's a reason for it. So, um, so understanding that and getting back to that, that echo that we feel in our heart for God's original plan is what we're talking about here. Um, and that would even help men and women to have better relations and for us all to, uh, to just get along a little better, right? I think that's what what you're so you're what, kind of what you're saying there, Father Charlie. So so yeah, and then of course there's upholding that that dignity of women that that I don't see happening all the time. So what are some things we could do to uphold the dignity of women? Well, one thing their life giving nurturance, mm -hmm. you know, the receptivity to God's word, the receptivity to the other. Uh, those are things to say. Wow, we should we should imitate those things, right? Um, not just copy them because as a man you can't be a woman and as a woman you can't be a man 
but you imitate them the same way we imitate saints where we look at them and we don't do exactly what they do in the exact manner. Oftentimes when we try to do that, uh, we, we go wrong, mm-hmm. uh, but is to look at them and learn from them and say, Oh, okay, this is how I can implement these traits in my life. And for me as a priest to, to preach about that, um, to tell people how great we should be as receptive to God's word, imitating that femininity. Um, and I have preached on that and I had a lot of people really like that because then maybe I had never heard that before. But that's what I try to do, exalt the feminine virtues while also exalting the masculine. Because in what instead we have is a lot of crushing of, of the feminine virtues um, or an attempt to crush the masculine at the same time. But whenever you try to step on another sex, you also step on the other because mm-hmm. we're so intimately united and we need each other. Absolutely. Men and women need each other. Well, and that's, I mean, that's one of the things that, when you really take a look at who we are and you realize God did create us male and female, um, there's, there's a reason for that. Uh, the fact is every single system within our body makes sense by itself except for one, and that's that, uh, that reproductive system. It, 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 if you were an alien and you came down from another planet and you, and you took a, a one, and all you found was one person and it was a man and you looked at him and you'd say, this, this doesn't make sense. What's going on here? But then if you had the woman to look at oh, as well, could say, okay, now it makes sense. So otherwise it just doesn't make sense. You know, so that's it's true. Yeah. The human makes sense uh, as just a male or just female that the parts go together mm-hmm. and the souls do too. The, the hearts go together. Mm-hmm. This is a beautiful union instead of, okay, the thought of men have crushed women throughout history. So I'm going to crush men now. Well, this is blood for blood, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Mm-hmm. And we know what that leads to. As the poet W.H. Auden said, um, I and the public know what all school children learn, that he to whom evil is done does evil in return. Mm-hmm. When we have evil done to us, then the, the instinct is to seek vengeance. Let me go and get them back. Let me get them back for what they've done to me or to, in general, my group of people. But then, then, then people that you are retaliating against will then retaliate against you. Yes. It will just be a constant war instead of saying, yeah, each of us have hurt, all of us. We've all been hurt and we all have hurt because we live in a fallen world. Let us try to correct those wrongs, of course, and also live in a way of forgiveness that right. Jesus teaches us so deeply. And I don't mean that cheaply. I mean that without forgiveness, we just cannot be Christian. We must forgive. We must not hold grudges. This is the center of our very faith. This, the cross of Christ hold, held up in every Catholic church. Sure. Look, you must forgive to be Christian. Well, and that's what he taught us, right? Um, God didn't retaliate against us for killing Jesus. <laughs> Instead, Jesus <laughs> was able to come back and raise from the dead and show us how much he loves us and how much he embraced us in spite of what happened to him. Um, and the <laughs> fact that he wanted us to be like him you know, and to, to, again, emulate those positive qualities, right, to imitate him um, and, and learn from what he did for us, uh, you know. And, and so that's so that was certainly that happened the way it did for a reason. And, and in, in knowing that there's, you know, we can always look back at how women were abused through time and women have been abused through time. But that doesn't yeah. mean that we have to absolutely say men aren't necessary. I, I think that the tendency is to say, I don't need a man. 
I can live without a man. I can do better than a man by becoming a man, whether it's physically or just in the way I treat people, um, which is, a, again, a misunderstanding of what our, what our geniuses are as male or female. Um, and I think it's, it's just fascinating that St. John Paul II really started to unpack this in the early 80s before it got to the extremes that we have now. Um, he was just such a prophet. So, Yeah, incredible. And I'd say that, I mean, if, women, if men are so bad, why do you want to imitate them? Uh, yes. Maybe they're sensing good that is being just abused. Mm-hmm. Of course, men have done that, and that's horrible. And I wish that those things never happened, and I want them to stop. Yeah. And I can only really tell myself to not do those things mm-hmm. and to preach and to show an example to people. And I want to uphold the dignity of a woman, of every woman that I know, of all my friends and every parishioner and everyone I know. Mm-hmm. That's what I have control over. I don't have control to to stop others to do it, although I, I hope that they do. Yeah. Um, but we need to, yeah, uphold the dignity of men and women. Absolutely. And not say that either is bad in themselves. Right. Okay, well, that was just a little flavor of Theology of the Body, and we can go so many different directions with uh, these beautiful teachings. So thank you, Father Charlie, for joining us. Uh, We're going to take a break now, and then we will bring back a parishioner of St. Leonard's who also went to that beautiful class with the two of you back in October. See you after the break. Throughout the COVID-19 pandemic, Catholic Charities has continued to respond to the needs of people who come to us for assistance. More than 850,000 meals and food parcels have been offered to those who are struggling with food insecurity. Over 108,000 homelessness prevention hotline calls have been answered. Over 22,000 people have received mental health services and $2 million in financial assistance has been provided to keep people housed. If you or someone you know needs assistance, email us at gethelp at catholiccharities.net. That's gethelp at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. I am a seminarian. The church needs compassionate and well-trained priests to help guide each of us through life. What inspires me, what draws me always to the priesthood is continue to see priests be a beacon of hope for other people. You can play a part in the education of these young men as they prepare for a life of service to others. I want to be that beacon of hope too, and it sets my heart on fire. 
To support our seminarians, make your gift at archchicago.org slash seminarianfund or call 312-534-7959. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Thanks for hanging with us through the break on Fully Alive. Your hosts this morning are myself, Don Fitzpatrick, and Blanca Rodriguez, both of the Respect Life Ministries. And we are discussing the topic that never gets old, my favorite topic, Theology of the Body. We just had Father Charlie Plavanich uh, on from St. Leonard's. And now um, we would like to introduce to you a parishioner of St. Leonard's, uh, Jose Carlos Sandoval, who also went to Theology of the Body Institute back in October. And he is one of our Theology of the Body ambassadors. He just joined our team, hoping to uh, spread the word, because when you learn Theology of the Body, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You want to share it as much as possible. So um, welcome, Jose Carlos. And thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks for that warm welcome. Yes, yes, yes. So Blanca has um, shared with us a little bit about how much she loved that class, but I knew, of course, she would because you can't help it. <laughs> I'm sure that you have a similar sentiments. I am. I am of the same sentiment, actually. I loved it. I was introduced fairly um, recently to everything theology of the body. I'm someone that you know, like many young adults, um, you know, growing up like myself that might have grown up in the church, maybe straight away for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I found my way back to the church um, this year. So theology of the body is not something that I was familiar with. I didn't go to a Catholic school. You know, it was never um, it was never taught to me mm -hmm. um, and it was never, you know, brought to my attention at any parish that I had been. And so theology of the body is entirely new to me so it is like you said that that gift that keeps on giving and it was something you know so so new um and so beautiful because it does um it is very different than what some catholic beliefs that aren't actually catholic beliefs um say right i, I had grown up with the idea that um, you know the the church was this very like strict and, and rigid um, church, and through theology of the body, I learned that you know what the church actually wants us to love, and it does want us to be accepting, and it does 
want to, you know, redeem all these beautiful things that are truly, truly beautiful. Everything is good. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe that wasn't taught to us, right? And so we might have an idea, you know, a wrong idea just because we were taught the wrong thing. So I'm happy to be learning. I'm happy to be going to St. Leonard's and, and being with um, people like Father Charlie, who is also, you know, learning about this and can teach me and being around people like Blanca, who can invite me to things like this, because I know it's definitely much needed information. Absolutely. You know, I think you're touching on something that a lot of people feel, and that is that our church is all about rules, and they're man-made rules, and they're all mm -hmm. about keeping us um, down, and it's all, you know, every about saying no all the time. That's That's kind of what the typical feeling is about being Catholic, um, or at least from people who look in on the Catholic faith, and maybe even people in the faith that don't haven't really um, pondered it or, or meditated on what we believe. But one of the things that John Paul II does such a great job of is explaining to us that we're actually the church of freedom, and we're the church of yes, um, and that there's necessary rules to save us from ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> right? Keep us from uh, putting ourselves in harm's way. If you, f God gave us a, a, some simple rules that said, you know, if you follow these rules, you're going to keep yourself safe. But he also gave us the ultimate freedom to take it or leave it. So that's, that's a really important thing to understand too. Um, and that true freedom is about knowing when to say yes and when's the right time to say yes. Um, it's not all about saying no, but keeping ourselves safe. So, um, so th I think that that's what you were kind of saying there. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Definitely. so when did, when did this little conversion come about for you? So the, I guess like my whole story, it, like I said, I grew up Catholic. My, my parents, you know, were, have always been Catholic. We're Mexican. Mm -hmm. and, and I know just as a, as a Mexican culture, it's very Catholic. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I grew up going to church. Um, maybe around 14, you know, as you get a little older um, and maybe a little bit more independent and you get maybe busy with school, school activities. Um, we unfortunately, you know, strayed a as a family. Um, and since, you know, my, my parents really weren't pushing me, I didn't go myself. Um, it wasn't until years later that I started to, to get the, um, that desire to, you know, kind of get back into my faith. Um, but I, I never had support. I never had a community. Um, and so I honestly, I didn't up until this year. So um, 2021 was a year of actually a lot of loss and a lot of brokenness for myself. Um, that's how I actually I found myself where I am now. Um, I started promoting um, for, for clubs and um, doing the nightlife industry here in Chicago. And so through that, Right. I was getting paid to go, you know, go out, go to yacht parties, you know, go out to the lake and to the through a secular lens, you know, it might seem like, wow, this this young guy, you know, to my friends, uh, they would tell me, wow, man, it looks like you're living life. It looks like everything's amazing. Um, <laughs> you must be enjoying it. Right. It's awesome. And I, I believed the lie myself. Right. I was like, yeah, it's awesome. This is great. I'm living. Um, but I would, you know, I would come home. And I would just feel alone, right? And and that like stark comparison of maybe in the moment it was great, it was fun, but I I knew that something was missing. I knew it wasn't enough. 
and you know all summer it was just more of of needing um something realizing like okay i'm out here in search of something obviously my soul needs something and i was trying to fill it with the parties and um everything of like the secular world right uh, and that's really where one day um i i just it actually happened with um with my mom you know she she asked me to pick her up from the airport and i didn't i i, I didn't make it because i was i was too busy right i was um and i remember she she cried and that's really what brought that was my moment of reflection you know to hear my mom cry um and my mom's a she's a strong woman and she she really raised us right i want to i want to say <laughs> and so when i heard her cry i realized i wasn't doing things right and i wanted to change and you know god is so perfect in his timing that there was a retreat that I had been invited to um, on behalf of Iskali, mm-hmm. right? One of my friends, Garo, had invited me to to this retreat, and I lived it in August, right? So this was just in August, not too long ago. I lived this retreat, and in the retreat, I met Father Bobby, who is the the head priest at Saint Leonard, right? And Father Bobby really, really, really took me under his wing. Um, he introduced to me theology of the body. I met Blanca at this retreat, actually. We we lived that retreat together, and um, she also, she sent me a lot of links. She sent me um, Christopher West's podcast, right? Um, she sent me books, and, and I had what I never had before, which was a community to rely on, uh, a spiritual director. I didn't even know people had spiritual directors. Um, I learned, I, you know, I've learned so much, and I've had so much support that I never had and my heart you know my heart needed it um it's always needed it i was just filling it with the wrong things and, and ultimately what we do learn right through theology of the body through saint paul john ii's teachings is that we do have a longing and a yearning for the infinite and of course it, it just can't be filled with the finite things although right? people try that's you know people try they think it's oh a, and i, tr- it's I try a game, a game about filling it with all this kind of stuff right um, but it's exactly. only lasts for so long and then you need the next latest greatest. Mm-hmm. But if yes. you, if we know that our longing is for that infinite love of Jesus, mm-hmm. then um, then we know that 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 fulfillment is coming when we actually meet him um, after this life. So that that's a, a totally different understanding of how to fill that that hole that that everyone feels. Um, then yes. just let me see how much stuff I can atta- obtain. Um, and unfortunately, one of the things that John Paul II talks about in Theology of the Body is what we've done is we substitute that need for God with that need for stuff. And unfortunately, people start to be like stuff. So we, we, we treat people like objects. You know, we're used to getting the latest and greatest iPhone. And when you've used it up, you just throw it away and get the next one, right? So we do that to people, too. We kind of use them up throw them aside and get the next latest and greatest. And that is what John Paul II has called use and that the opposite of love is actually use, not hate. So um, to, to truly love someone is to will the good of the other and to and we can never really find ourselves except for a sincere gift of self. And that's, that's the, that infinite love that, uh, that we see between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit that we, um, we too can can learn to be within. 
So, okay, well, with that in mind, let's take a quick break, and we're going to spend some more time with Jose Carlos and learn some more about his story and what he's up to. Thank you. Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Services help veterans find and maintain employment through job readiness training, resume writing assistance, mock interviews, and job placement counseling. We work with a wide array of employers and community partners to help veterans reach their career goals. We owe a debt of gratitude to all of our veterans for the sacrifices they made to serve our nation. It is our privilege now to assist them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Employment Program in Cook County, call 773-808-2954. In Lake County, call 847-782-4219. You can also learn more at catholiccharities.net. To all United States veterans, thank you for your service. Welcome back. Es fabuloso verlos. Dobrze jest znowu być razem. It's good to be together again. After so many months apart, pandemic capacity limits have been lifted, and we want to welcome everyone back to church. We can all pray together again. And listen as our choirs lift their voices in song. We've been together in spirit. And now when you are ready, our doors are open wide. Nuestras puertas están abiertas de par en par. Nasze drzwi są otwarte. And we're here to welcome you back to Catholic Mass. Catholic Charities in Lake County provides a comprehensive range of social services supporting individuals, families, and older adults. These include crisis assistance, shelter, clothing, family support, counseling, legal assistance, primary health care, and specialized services for seniors and veterans. Grab-and-go meals and food pantries help those who are experiencing food insecurity. Plus. We have a diaper depot to support low-income families and their infants. If we can assist you or someone you know, please call Catholic Charities of Lake County at 847-782-4000. That's 847-782-4000. listening to Fully Alive with Don and Blanca. We are talking to Jose Carlos Sandoval, a parishioner at St. Leonard's in Berwyn. And we're talking a little bit about his conversion and his experience with theology of the body. 
So Blanca, you had something you wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, just bringing light into the theology of the body topic, um, you had mentioned on about our religion being a religion of longing. And me and Jose Carlos had our meeting yesterday because we're also part of Iscali and we're going to be having a retreat specifically for um, young adults in the Iscali community. And we talked about that as well, like that we fall into this misconception of our religion being a religion of law. But in reality, it's a re religion of longing, right? Like mm -hmm. we want it to be fulfilled by the one and only true love, which is which is Christ. Um, and just talking more about bringing more light into Jose Carlos. I mean, I met him at the retreat, like how he said, and I've just seen the way that he's like, he was immersed into like the love of Christ. And now he's like really trying to learn and strive in his faith and just all these programs that he's a part of as well. Um, so I'm not sure, um, Jose Carlos, if you want to take some time to talk about the Virgen de Guadalupe um, talk that will be coming soon, and then we can get back to our topic. Yes, thank you. That's um, This is a perfect opportunity to invite all of you guys, actually. This um, December 3rd, right, Friday, December 3rd, we are going to have actually a speaking event and a networking event at the Athenaeum, the Athenaeum Center for Thought and Culture in Chicago. And it's going to be held from six to nine. Now the ticket will also include a drink, and it will it will include the the talk with Dr. Timothy Matovina. Dr. Timothy Matovina, he's actually a professor of theology at Notre Dame, and he's the head of the theology department. Mm -hmm. Now, what a lot of people don't know is the theology department at Notre Dame has actually been named the top theology department in the world for the last three years. This is something that I didn't know. Um, I learned it because you know, we are having Dr. Timothy Matovina and that was something that, that blew my mind. So they must be doing something right. And to have him here speaking to us about Our Lady of Guadalupe and December 3rd, which is so close to the 12th, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's a perfect opportunity to come out, um, you know, network, meet young individuals. If you are a young individual, you don't have to necessarily be a young adult, but if you are, this is a beautiful opportunity to do so. Um, and if not, just to come and, and spend some time learning about Our Lady Guadalupe. So the invitation is for all of you guys, for anyone that's listening. If you have questions, you can reach out to Blanca. She she definitely has answers. Or you feel free to reach out to myself. But that is a beautiful event that is going to be this Friday, December 3rd. Yes, okay. and it's also a good opportunity to support Iscali, which um, is a Catholic young adult organization. Um, if we want to bring our faith to the communities that don't have as many resources, we, you know, this is a great way to support in order for us to keep growing in the Scali community, keep preparing young adults in faith formation so that they can go to their communities and bring the good news there as well, where it is very much needed. So thank you all very much for that. And we will ensure that by the time this radio show airs, that, that there's more information on respectlifechicago.org about that event from at from the events tab at respectlikechicago.org. So um, you would be Thank able you. to figure out how to get tickets and everything right from there. Um, it, it is just two days away from when this show airs. So we would certainly welcome everybody coming and learning more about um, that and supporting Iscarly, certainly. Um, and the conversion of young adults and bringing their yes. their hearts and their minds to Jesus, that's, that's what this is all about. So... Um, Awesome. All right. So let's let's just we have a few minutes left. Tell us a little bit about what that TOB one class in Pennsylvania at the Theology of the Body Institute was like for you. Wow. Well, one of the one of the things that struck me the most 
Um, I think it's because, you know, I actually uh, really resonated with it. And um, I could see how I was living, you know, that particular way. Um, it's in Theology of the Body, right? It's talked about the, the Stoic, the addict, and the mystic. Mm -hmm. And the, the ultimate goal is to be the mystic, right? To be, to be receiving and to be, you know, giving God, you know, love and, and receiving his love. Um, and there's a beautiful picture that, you know, Christopher West has in, in the course um, that depicts it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the image and then hearing, you know, Christopher West talk about it. And, you know, he goes into detail about St. Paul John II's teachings. And the Stoic is, is you know, the, the figure that's like this. And, and he's containing everything. He's holding everything in. Um, it's, it's very much how I lived for a long time, mm -hmm. right? I had this longing for God and, and this yearning and a desire for more. Mm -hmm. And at the time growing up, um, you know, I, I was kind of told to, you know, not pursue those type of things, right? And, and those type of things being, you know, don't, don't be too wild, you know, don't want too much, um, don't feel so strongly. And um, that's, that's not, that's not right. Because we are, right, we are called to just open up and, and accept all of it and, and to be able to, to receive and to give. Um, and then, I could see myself, right, as a as a young child living in like a stoic type of, of mentality. Um, and then as I got a little older, maybe transitioning to the addict, mm -hmm. right, where I was just kind of containing everything, containing everything. And then there comes a point where you just can't. And you go from that stoic to that addict and you, you want to devour the world, right? You want to do everything that you were told that you couldn't do. You want to go out, you want to party, you want to go get the best job, you want to go get the best car, you want to, you know, um, whatever it is that we're filling our, 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 that void that it's not really empty, right? That's, that's where God is, mm -hmm. but we feel like it is. And so we're filling it with these things of, of the world, whether it is a job, right? Whether it is a career, whether it's a title, um, whether it's alcohol or drugs mm -hmm. and we want more and more and more and more and that's the addict and when he spoke about it I related mm -hmm. and it just hit me so and I and I think what something that's really important to understand in that vein is everything on this earth that you know was created by God essentially and it's all good it's just the way we mm -hmm. use it that may not be um, ordered towards him, yes. right? So the fact yes. that you, there are nice cars, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car. It's when it becomes your your idol is the problem. When we let that car replace our love for the Father um, and, and that becomes our desire, um, there's nothing wrong with enjoying a party once in a while or um, enjoying a good meal. It's just when that becomes your ultimate and that becomes yeah. all your reason for living that you you're in that addict kind of position. Yeah. And when you deny yourself all the goods of the world, that's the other extreme. So yeah. so really with that, that mystic is kind of an, an integrated position where where you're in a happy medium. Right. You know yes. when when you should deny yourself and you know when you can indulge, so to speak, and it doesn't take over your life. Um so, so that's, I mean, yes. that's, that's a, a really good understanding of, of how that works. And that, that, that uh, image that you discussed actually was 
an image that Christopher West's daughter Beth uh, created, and it's just mm-hmm. beautiful because it does show you all three of those kind of in one picture. Um, it's yeah. just it's really phenomenal. So um, it is. It is. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And and you're right. Um, it's not wrong, right? Like when when um, when I express about the attic, right, and turning to these things, mm-hmm. what's wrong about it is turning to those things thinking that they can replace God, yeah. right? And um, that's when you're loving the creation more than the creator. Right. And they're no longer icons leading to God. They become the idol. And that's that's the issue there, yes. right? Because one of the things that I thought was so beautiful about Theology of the Body is learning to redeem absolutely everything. Mm-hmm. right the, the the car is fine right if, yep. if you feel amazing when you're driving that car then that's beautiful and, it, and it's leading you to to god right it's yes. leading you to the glory and i that i think was also one of the biggest takeaways is that everything is good god created everything and everything that he created is good and so we we don't have to look at things with negative eyes right right um and i I love the way that I changed my view on the whole world. And now I, I can see the beauty and everything. And, and um, also not feel, you know, almost like I, I, you know, I know I made mistakes, but understanding why I made those mistakes and mm-hmm. that the reason I did was just really my, my search for a relationship with God. I was sure. just misdirected. Well, and but I think it was always in search for him. There's a lot of people that can relate to that story. So we have one minute left. A couple things that we need to cover quickly. There's a lot of opportunity for all of you to learn more about Theology of the Body. You, um, you've heard about what we've been talking about at Theology of the Body Institute, which is a week-long opportunity. So you could go to tobinstitute.org to learn more about that. There's also so much we do here in Chicago um, one, one, I mean, Jose Carlos and uh, Father Charlie are both involved with us in spreading theology of the body at, through our ambassador program, bringing it to the schools, um, doing presentations around the archdiocese, and certainly Blanca and I and Ray do the same thing. You can learn more about that at respectlifechicago.org. We will be having an echo opportunity retreat next summer. Um, which will be held at St. Xavier University for a weekend in June for young adults. You will have more information about that as um, in the next couple of months, I'm sure. Um, and also Made for More, which is Christopher West and Mike Mangione coming to do a two-and-a-half-hour immersion op- experience at, uh, you know, that they'll be at two parishes here in Chicago. We'll have more information out about that, too. Um, and go to our website to learn more about that conference at the Athenaeum that Jose um, Carlos was talking about. So thank you all so much. Thank you, Blanca, for co-hosting with me. Thank you, Jose Carlos, for being with us. Thank you, Father Charlie Pavanich from St. Leonard's. And we will see you in January. Have a wonderful Christmas and Advent. God bless. God bless. Thank you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.